Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. Here comes Aaron Gordon the other way. Gordon! Oh my goodness! Oh! Circuit shot! They will count it! Jamal Murray taking him to the schoolyard! Jokic has to put it up. Falling away, puts it up. Bang! Nikola Jokic knocks it! It's over! After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions! Y'all wanna do it again? Let's do this! Let's do this! Dynasty! I guess we'll never know. Mount Everest. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Denver Stiffs show. It is your host, Zach Mikosh, here again with Mr. Gordon Gross. Two days, two nights before, less than 48 hours now, Gordon, before the opening night tip-off. Finally. Uh, Yes, yes, we have have slogged through. uh, Man, five preseason games is a lot. I'm just going to say. Yeah, I I don't need that many preseason games. I'm good. You know, and it's weird. It's like some teams played three, and I was like, I feel like three is is the the three's, like, the, three's a little short. Four is okay. Five is too many. That's just there you go. I feel the same way yep. about the NFL preseason. So like three's okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess right. So definitely not five. That's we agree five. on that. Uh, but mercifully, it is it. Yeah, I don't know. The other thing, like, can we not? Can we not? Can we just like make a rule like it, we we can have ties in the preseason? Like if you're tied at the end of regulation, then you're tied, and then we're done. We're not, right. not going to play yeah. double. Yeah, let's not have any two overtime preseason games. I'm good. We don't need it that bad. I mean, it was tied it was up, an awesome moment. Home. I think therefore awesome moment for Hunter Tyson and Braxton Key, but uh, not an awesome moment for me trying to recap that game and get to bed at a decent hour. Or so. I know that's why you let me recap the other game. You were like, "Yeah, Gordon can handle that." I'm over it. I am absolutely over it. Uh, Enough preseason for me. So we are here. We are finally. We were finally arrived uh, at the the regular season. Of course, the Nuggets will have the opening, the very first game on the NBA slate. I don't know that that's ever happened in Nuggets history. I was doing the Nuggets weekend uh, moment. This thing now that where we kind of just do a quick short post on a moment. So I was talking about the last time I believe the Nuggets were on national tv on any sort of opening night uh would have been 14 years ago when they played utah on espn's opening night so it was actually the second night um of the season and uh but they were you know not not everybody obviously plays on the very first night so they were on espn's national tv opening night on the second night after tnt had done their night the uh done their show the night before so that is like the closest i think we've seen to this where they're on national tv this i don't know that has ever happened where they are actually literally going to be the first game of the season uh against the los angeles lakers i, I imagine you got to be pretty pumped right like it's it's going to be ring night we're dropping a banner like pretty special opening night for the nuggets i'm always pumped for opening night man the nuggets aren't always because sometimes they yeah, just say i'm not them. i'm not always right like if you remember last year they lost by 21 last year you when they yeah. lost in utah but i was still pumped <laughs> yeah. for the regular season I just was not happy that the Nuggets were less enthused about it than I was. Which maybe is a lesson, too, for all the fans out there to to remember. Like, if the Nuggets lose to the Lakers, 
they lost by 21 points to the Jazz last season, and, and they ended up yeah. hoisting the trophy. So, you know, Jamal said one today game. even, he was like, look, man, like we're we're still feeling stuff out. We might start a little slow. Keep it together, fans. So that's my that's my uh, my little warning to the fans. Keep it together. One, if they if they lose or win, it doesn't mean that much. You just want to see them out there being healthy, getting their stuff rolling together, figure out who's in their rotation. You know, it looks like everybody's going to be back. They said today that MPJ and uh, Christian Brown are both um, going to be in the lineup. So the Nuggets have everybody but Vlaco, basically. And that's a good thing. That's a good yeah, That's as, as good as you could hope for, I think, to start this. Let's get into, that's what let's I want. Get into yeah. the... Uh, exactly, right? That's 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 all that matters. But let's get into the game itself a little bit. And as we do, to start off uh, every at least every different show I do with, with Gordon here on Sunday evenings into Monday mornings. Um, we're going to start off with our fast break bets. So we've got three bets for this game against the Lakers, or I have three bets on. I'm going to pitch them at Gordon, see what he thinks. Let's start with a simple one first, Gordon. The over-under, uh, it's set at 227.5. I um, I personally think the the intensity is going to be ratcheted up pretty high for this one. Uh, that seems with, a little high. The, yeah. Right. With with all the, the talk between the Lakers and the Nuggets over the offseason, uh, the Lakers, I don't think, are a team that – um, particularly in Denver, is going to want to get out and run a bunch up and down the court. So they're, they're I think, probably going to be looking to more play a half-court game, which the Nuggets are, of course, perfectly A-OK with doing that as well. Uh, so, yeah, 227.5. I, I'm leaning towards the under on that. I think asking for 114, basically, a, both team average side, yeah. points is... Is a is a skosh much? I think I think see this game is somewhere like being a, like you know like a 108, 102 or something like that. Right. Well, and it's still early, so they're playing at altitude, and nobody has their in-season conditioning yet. So right. yeah, they're they're nobody's going to be like out there sprinting up and down the court for 48. So I'm with you. I think that number's a little high. I'd bet the under. Yeah, it is a minus 110, so it's you know not even the uh, the best money, but. Uh, but you get your money now instead of six months later, so it's a, that's all right. Exactly, exactly. All right, so the next one, plus 115 that I like. Aaron Gordon, his over-under right now is sitting at five and a half rebounds. It, he averaged, I think it was, what's he averaged four rebounds a game uh, in the playoff series last year. He he doesn't, you know, particularly to this year with uh, the, the Lakers, they're going to have, what, they got Jackson Hayes, and uh, Christian Wood uh, to go with Anthony Davis to allow Anthony Davis to play more power forward. And um, they got Vando too for rebounds. Yeah, they got and they got Vando. Plus on the Nuggets side, he plays a lot of minutes um, next to Nicole Jokic and Michael Porter Jr., who are two strong rebounders. Uh, I at plus one fifteen, like I like the Aaron Gordon under uh, on rebounds. I agree with that. It seems low, but that rebounding is not what he's supposed to do against LA. Like right. you said, they swept him with him getting like four boards a game. So that's, that's not his actual job. His job is to keep other people off the, like the rim and the boards and his other guys can clean that up. So I would expect Jamal actually to have a really good rebounding game, but yeah, he's not, uh, he's what I was looking at too. At he's at three and a half. Um, <clears throat> But, but the but yeah, the, the over on the, that, I bet the over on Jamal. 
I think the over on, on three and a half for Jamal is minus one sixty five. So Vegas also. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Vegas, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. They're like, yeah, we could see that one happen. We could definitely see that one happening for sure. So I um yeah I do like the under for Aaron Gordon at five yeah. five and a half. And also just because I mean it's um you know at plus one fifteen it's solid it's solid positive money there. So I'm I'm a fan of it for sure. Um, I like these easy ones. Yeah, keep the easy bets coming. Keep the easy bets. Well, we'll stick with uh, well, we'll go with, we'll go with one more player prop. Uh, in this case, Mr. Nikola Jokic, uh, minus 105. So basically, even money. Uh, nine and a half assists, minus 105 for the over. I like Nikola Jokic for double-digit assists uh, against the Lakers here in this game one. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure the Nuggets are going to make enough buckets. All that. right, so you're, you so, like the Jokic under minus 125, so not as good of money there. Right, I would take the under on that, and it has nothing to do with the Nuggets like laying an egg on opening night or anything. It's just you've got multiple members of the team who haven't played at all in the preseason. Like, I, he's going to make the passes to MPJ or Christian Brown or whomever, but are they going to make the shots? Like, I, I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, I would expect some more rebounds um available for Jokic so, but I I think that the scoring is going to be a lot of him and a lot of Murray and I'm not sure that you're going to get a lot of other guys I mean that's fair it is it is fair because you know we were kind of talking about this there there's no I couldn't find any bet on on DraftKings at least for um for a Jokic threes in the game, which I was telling, I was what I was saying though was like I'd probably take the over on it, no matter what it was. Yeah. Uh, because he does seem to be uh, hitting quite a bit more threes uh, in the preseason. Now, uh, like you kind of pointed out, it could just because he's like, yeah, it's preseason, so uh, might as well. Well, it's preseason. He doesn't run running all the whole length of the court every time. He's like, look, man, I'm gonna stand here at the three point line, and if it's open, I'll take it. So he right. may do that in the opening game, too. It'll stretch the defense. It, it'll create room for cutters, which would be how he would get the assists, probably. He's more likely to get assists off cutting than he is, I think, off of kicking out to open shooters. Because I don't think the open shooters are going to be hot in game one. Just a feeling. Okay. No, I mean, it's it's fair. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful on this one, though, that I think, uh, I just think he's due for a big night on opening night. Uh, he's, he's. He looks fantastic. He, he can't uh, stop, always. man. You, you've seen how he looks, right? Like, in the preseason, you're like, I know no one's trying to stop him. Like, that's not exactly the goal of preseason is stop Nicole Jokic. The goal of preseason is get it together, figure out what you're doing. But he he just looks <laughs> ridiculous early. Um, and, and Nicola hasn't always come out of the gate on fire. Um, but I definitely expect him to be ready to go game one. So if you're looking for any kind of, you know, good production from Nikola, I, I would go with it. It's just that for assists, I think it's going to be more of a scoring Nikola Jokic game than an assist Nikola Jokic game. That's all. Fair enough. All right. So there you have them. Um, you can't really build a parlay with those just yet because uh i guess because we're still still two days out so i uh, couldn't tell you what the parlay would be for for those three uh you do get a plus 260 if you take um the under a plus nuggets minus four and a half so that's uh that's an interesting two pick okay parlay that's an int- a please pick if you will right um shout out to Blee, one of our 
longtime Denver Stiffs members. Uh, all right, so let's move on then, I guess, to to the rest of our discussion uh, about opening night against the Lakers. And I think the biggest question and the, and the number one thing that always gets revealed in game one is we've had a lot of theories, right, about what's going to be Michael Malone's uh, rotation. We will get we will get that mostly settled. Obviously, things will adjust over as the season goes on, but we'll at least know where he's where he's starting at um, this with seeing this first game and the rotation he brings out, Gordon, what are your expectations? Who do you think? I mean, we know who the five starters are. We know Christian Brown's going to play. Uh, we're fairly confident Reggie Jackson's going to play, like it or not, uh, as your backup point guard. So where, who are the other two to, two to three guys in that rotation? Well, I mean, as, as was stated today, Malone was talking about how he expects Murray to stagger with the bench which is fine in theory, um, but I think he's going to be playing Murray off ball if he does that. Um, And I'm not sure that I like the Reggie Jackson-Jamal Murray pairing, but I expect Reggie Jackson-Jamal Murray. The problem is if you do that, then either Christian or Justin Holiday is playing the three. Yeah. Um, And that's fine, but you're probably not having either of them play the four. <clears throat> so um, the stagger is going to get a little weird. I would expect um, either Christian or Peyton Watson to get some time with the the starters um, end of the first quarter type minutes. Um, while Jamal Murray is resting in order to come in with the bench. Um, and, and I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I think um, – even though you're you're trying to build Christian Brown into being a KCP replacement after the year, right? Um, I still think um, that him playing because you don't have a lot of on ball, right? If you have if you have Murray out there with Jokic, then they do a one five pick and roll. But anybody else who's out there with Jokic, Jokic is the point guard, and you just have two shooting guards. Right. Yeah. No. That's I mean, like that's... you don't need two ball handlers. That's fair. Like, you don't like, I, I mean, it won't shock me to see Reggie Jackson as the first guy up off the bench to do, you know, to give Jamal Murray that for the first rest so that he can come back um, and play with the bench once Jokic steps out, you know, probably like the 10 minute mark or right. something. Um, but Christian Brown is like, for all intents and purposes, your sixth man. Uh, but I don't think, I don't think you'll see Christian Brown come in and sub in for Jamal Murray. Like, I have a feeling. Malone is still going to put Reggie Jackson as that guy and have him, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think, uh, you know, Reggie Jackson is back with the team is because he does have the ability to be an off ball guy an off ball scorer for you. Uh, and, and basically just be like you said, another, uh, another two guard out there. But I think, um, that gives Malone just some more options. He wants to still maintain some of that point guard ball handling options. Um, it gives you an alternate ball handler. I know Christian talked about working on his handle, but yeah, I hear you what you're saying. Yeah. That Reggie's Calvin actually Booth, got a who, handle. Yeah. yeah, we know we know Calvin Booth uh, pulls no punches in his media comments. Uh, he <laughs> he said back on he said back on media day like Christian Brown will not be playing uh, any point guard. So uh, it's, it's well, I don't uh, yeah, yeah. point guard. Like, but like I said, when when Jokic and, and Brown are in the game together, then Christian's playing a two guard, and they just right. have two two guards with him and KCP, and that's fine. Um, I do think Strother will probably make an appearance, but that really depends on Malone and how the game's going and whether or not the bench is scoring. If the bench so isn't I, uh... scoring, 
And in the second half, I'd expect to see Strother. I disagree. I don't think we're going to see Strother unless it's uh, garbage time minutes. Because here's the thing. Um, that last game that they played, their quote-unquote duress rehearsal, right? Yep. Uh, Malone did something different that they hadn't done all preseason, which is he had Justin Holiday available to him, and he did not start him at the small forward spot. Instead, he went the first half with Hunter Tyson and the second half. Uh, with Peyton Watson, and he had Justin Holiday playing off the bench uh, in that small forward role in the dress rehearsal game, which tells me, and as we know is now the case, like he knew that he's going to have Michael Porter Jr. and Christian Brown available to him in right. the opening night, so he's going to play. So the guys, the guys who got regular minutes in that dress rehearsal game in the first half into the third quarter those are going to be the guys with, you know, you can kind of pick out the Hunter Tyson, maybe even the Peyton Watson, because you know, okay, Christian Brown, Michael Porter Jr., they slot into uh, into the, the starting small forward and then the uh, basically the six-man off the bench. So I honestly think um, you're looking at Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Justin Holiday, Zeke Naji, and maybe Peyton Watson, maybe, maybe Peyton Watson, you know, um, kind of sprinkled in there and for like 10, 10 or so minutes, like he might get like, you know, a, a shift in the second quarter or something like that. But I, the fact that they gave Strother the rest that night and the fact that they put holiday into a like actual rotation spot, the actual spot you would expect him to play in uh, right. should it be a, a regular season game. That really tells me like, I don't, I don't know that those guys are, necessarily in the rotation right now and christian brown you know he played like all but like two minutes um in the very first night uh last last year in in a game where they're getting blown out by 21 points right christian brown got to come in and play like the last minute yep. and a half of that game it could be very much the same for strother so it doesn't mean if he's not in the rotation on opening night against the lakers that he's not going to be a guy who is coming up huge in in the finals for you off your bench you know like there's uh, i i think he is I mean, watching Julian Strother, and, and we haven't got a chance to talk much about him because uh, because I was in Cleveland last week, uh, and so we didn't do the show. But, like, you know, he looks – in the preseason, he looks like a guy who absolutely uh, can fit into a role uh, with the team. I thought in, in the last game that he played against the Clippers – uh, where basically it was all bench guys. I thought he was, uh, and he was the, you know, the quote unquote star, right? And that graphic, the star matchup, Julian Strother versus right. Kawhi Leonard. Um, yep. He, uh, I don't know that, you know, he didn't shoot it very well that night. And I think that part of it is because he was pressing because he thought he was like, I'm the guy. Um, in his games that he's not have to be in the guy and just been out there and playing his his role, like, I mean, he looks like he's going to fit in very well. But just based off of what I've seen, the actions that the coaches have taken, yeah, I just don't I don't know that he's he's in there. And I don't know that Peyton Watson is in there because it was weird to me that they were doing that, you know, Peyton Watson kind of as the as the small forward for the second starting the second half after they gave it to Hunter Tyson the first half. Like it's it seems like if you're doing that kind of experimentation with a guy in your dress rehearsal, then that's probably not a guy who's right now you're expecting to have like a very solidified role uh, in your rotation come, you know, come Tuesday night. Maybe, but I mean, for me, Malone didn't coach most of the preseason, but he has tape. He, right. he has tape of the preseason. And the one thing you didn't see all preseason was what he ran 
in the last game because he wanted tape on it. So he wanted to see what Peyton Watson would do and Hunter Tyson would do in those particular roles. So for me, I don't, I don't think that that's predictive. I think that is um, analytic. I think that is Malone saying, look, in real game situation, I want to see what these guys look like. I've already seen what Strother looks like. He had three games to show off in flex. I don't have to see him in this game, but I, there's some guys that I do need to see. You know, Peyton Watson had some very up and down preseason moments. Yeah, I did. You know, Hunter Tyson did too. So yeah, did. He, he wanted to get more tape on both of them, and he got it. But I don't, I don't know that that would necessarily slot them ahead of Strother uh, on the, uh, especially since Strother's the only guy in the preseason that looked like he could make shots sometimes. Right. So, um, and he played very well off of Jokic without the ball. Right. So he did a lot of cutting. He did a lot of good stuff. So I could absolutely see um, Strother getting into the game uh, simply because we know how much trouble the bench has had scoring in prior seasons. Um, Christian Brown, yeah, okay. for all that he's going to get an enhanced role, Christian's not a scorer. That's not his gift. He may have scoring games, but he's not a scorer. Um, right. Like That's just not his mentality. His mentality is Shane Battier-like, where, you know – do all the stuff and then take a few shots. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, uh, if he, and that's the thing is that like the, the Nuggets bench really struggled until the playoffs. And that's when Bruce Brown kind of kicked it into another gear and sort of, you know, really, uh, elevated that his yep. scoring, uh, to be that guy. And it worked out well for him, uh, to the tune of, you know, 20 plus million dollars. And Absolutely. I don't know that Christian Brown is the guy who can, take that type of leap um right away and i don't know that like like you said bruce brown it wasn't until the playoffs where he really started doing that on a consistent night and night basis like 82 game season i think there we're going to see a lot of and that that's another thing that i uh, took out Too of many stuff this preseason is like there's uh, they're fairly deep on the wing um with yep. shooters and because, you know, you've got Strother, you've got Watson, you've got Hunter Tyson uh, and Hunter Tyson is really your, like break glass of emergency uh, in case of emergency. Right. Um, you've got yes. Justin holiday, like they're deep on the wings, but everywhere else, man, like point guard. If I don't think Julian Pickett looks honestly, I thought Colin Gillespie looked better than Julian Pickett um, or not Jalen Pickett. I told you, I told you, all right, there's one. Um, yep. One, one Julian Pickett. We, we're going to have to start a counter. I know so how many how many times am I going to say Julian Pickett or Jalen Strother? Uh, Jalen Pickett, I thought, did not look uh, as as strong as Colin Gillespie, but neither one of them I thought was like a guy I'd want to be playing uh, in backup point guard minutes. Uh, no, they're the they not season. backup point guard ready at this point. No. I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Zeke and his extension here in a little bit. But like, you know, he's he's looks pretty clearly to be like your backup center. Um which is which is a and bit treading in, and back a power forward, right? A uh, bit treading into the unknown uh, because you don't really, you know, I mean, we, we've we've seen Zeke obviously he's a fourth year guy, but he's never had a regular rotation role. Uh, so how is that going to pan out? Uh, but again, a guy who's also struggled with with staying on the court sometimes, uh, you cannot feel strong about uh, the Denver Nuggets depth at at uh, in the front court. For sure. Like, I mean, DeAndre Jordan is clearly there to be a uh, veteran no. locker room guy. Like, you don't want to be playing DeAndre Jordan regular minutes. And after him, 
like they, they, you got nobody. I mean, especially because, uh, you know, Jay Huff's got the, the broken rib. So that could be, be some time. He's your, like, you know, your two way guy. So, uh, I'm, and I am, I'm concerned about the depth of this team everywhere, except for the wings. That's, that's the one place they're strong and it could, uh, it could come back to bite them, uh, is, as, as quickly as, uh, what we could see on opening night, because there's not a ton of scoring depth there either. So like if, if Reggie Jackson isn't playing well, if Christian Brown isn't shooting well, like you're, you're in a tough spot. And I guess to your point then there, Gordon, that may be a scenario. That's where why says, I'm right, thinking you might see Julian Strother. Get, let's get because Julian he's in the there guy that got the do. most shots in the preseason. He's already warmed up. Like, you know, he knows how his game fits in and he, they gave a green light to shoot and he does it. Um, he's not shy about shooting. You know, whereas Christian may be like, ah, I'm not feeling that. I mean, Christian took, what, four shots a game last year? Like, yeah, something like that. That's, that's just because like, it wasn't his role. He wasn't out right. there to be set up to shoot. He was out there to do everything else. He would do cutting. And he, he was on a leash. Back. Like, he was a rookie player. So, like, he, you're not, oh, yeah. you're not yeah. allowed to fire away, you know? And neither, I mean, neither will Julian Strauss. Like, like I said, uh... yeah, well, he, he can fire away if his coach tells him to fire away. Like, that's, that's. Right. The ball won't be in his hands. So if 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 he is open or he is cutting to the hoop and the ball finds him, then yes, he can shoot. But in that sense, he's he's going to play more like MPJ than he is going to play like Bones Highlander. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. That's um. You know, like I'll say this: like I want Julian Strother to be in the rotation. Like I do. I I, I prefer him over uh justin holiday and it's not really a knock against justin holiday in any way uh it's just that julian strother looked very very strong in uh in the preseason and on both ends of the court too it wasn't that he can just shoot like he was playing no uh, he good played defense good too. defense which is which is what we'll get you on the court the very well absolutely exactly and so if you put i think that bench combo of strother and brown on the wings like that that i think is a really really strong uh, combination of guys to to be able to one of those two of those guys plus Reggie Jackson another guy very long uh, who can shoot it a bit out on the wing um, and also is be your point guard if you need him to uh, obviously you know I don't know that Reggie Jackson's uh, I, don't, I don't think being a you know true point guard is really what you're you're hoping to get out of him so you know those three guys that 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 length and shooting like that's that's a a, a really strong um, bench backcourt and then you know just how it works with Zeke and whatnot is is the way I would go I mean that would be my four I would have and then and then Peyton Watson sure. like as, as if I was going to go a full 10-man rotation like then then give me Peyton Watson and Zeke Naji and we can um, I think you you have a pretty strong athletic switchable group that's got good shooting you know and and really you're just hoping that Reggie can can run that Watson, offense right? if you go yeah. if you go full bench Absolutely. Which you should never go full bench, but I agree with that statement. I want two starters in at all times. We know, but we know Malone will that. go full bench. He will do He's it. Go full will bench all the time. Season. Yep. Oh yes. It will happen. So you know, it's it's that's where I hope the rotation is. Like I said, if if you know, classically you're like a ninth nine, basically nine man rotation with a tenth guy kind of sprinkled in. Right now, I think your nine of your your starters, Jackson, Brown, Holiday, Zeke, uh, with maybe Peyton Watson sprinkled in there for. 10 or so, 10 to 12 minutes a game. Right. I can do that. Do you think the Nuggets win this game? That's a, let's, let's get to the, the, the brass tacks of it. You're trying to out me. 
<laughs> um, yep, yep. I want I want your hot takes here on the Denver uh, I'm gonna show. say no. No, I oh, don't think Gordon is Nug Life is is strong. Uh, I'm just saying, what? like, uh, this is not the game the Nuggets care about. They care about the like. Yes, they would like to win this game, but they have a bunch of guys they're trying to reintegrate. Um, I don't know how much practicing has gone on. I know like a lot of play hasn't gone on, but you know, the nuggets have guys that haven't played all preseason. Um, they have guys that aren't stretched out as far as game minutes that aren't going to have their full endurance. Um, so they're going to get very winded on the court. Um, and they're playing at altitude for that. And they, again, the nuggets are more used to altitude than whoever's coming in, but not at this time of year. So, I don't know. I just remember that Utah game from last year where it meant a lot to Utah and it didn't mean that much to the Nuggets. And the Nuggets lost it. And the Nuggets yeah. are going to have a – they have a ceremony going on. They have – we're going to put up banners and handing out rings. And, like, meanwhile, the, the Lakers are going to be chewing rocks about the fact that that's happening, you know, in their faces. So, I don't know. I expect it to mean more to the Lakers. It's a, it's a regular season game. Um, yes, it's the home opener, but it's a regular season game. Um, right. Malone hasn't been with the team uh, for most of the preseason due to tragedy. So uh, they haven't exactly implemented any major game plans that I, you know, I he hasn't been around to tweak everything. So right. I, I expect some discombobulation. I expect some moving parts that don't move correctly. Uh, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, if they win, I would love for them to win. I, I want them to win. But if you ask me as a betting person, would I bet on them winning or losing against the Lakers when for the Lakers, it's, you know, their finals is tonight. And for the Nuggets, it's a game. Yeah, I I could very much see the Nuggets dropping the game. Yeah, I um. So, you know, I. uh I disagree with you. I think the Nuggets. I know you do. That's why you wanted to go ahead and be the. That's it. This is a face heel thing. You like outed me as the heel, so everyone can <laughs> boo me, and now you can go ahead and be like, that's it. Oh, "Name hometown here. Give me a cheer." Yeah. I'm let me let me you. just lay this out for you. I um, I didn't really believe in the Lakers last year. Like, all right, so they like they traded. They made a bunch of trades for some role players, and they got some. They got some decent guys. Like, I'm not saying like Rui Hachimura is not a good role player. I'm not saying that Jared Vanderbilt isn't like. Uh, I mean, well, Jared Vanderbilt's okay. It's like like in the same role that you, that you have Peyton Watson in uh, for right. for the Nuggets. I think as a start, starting power forward, like you stretched him probably into a spot that he wasn't. Like, I, I not saying that they didn't make good moves, uh, but this was a team that was basically out of the playoffs and then got hot for like a month and, and then got into the playoffs played in the first round, right. Uh, played against the Grizzlies. John Morant gets hurt. So that kind of completely changes uh, the, the makeup of the team you're playing. And in the second round, they get the warriors who like, you know, I mean, the warriors were, were healthy, but like, it's a team that, that, is going to struggle against Anthony Davis by design. Like he's, we we've seen this with, with the nuggets. Like there's uh Draymond green as as good of a defender as he has been in his career um, is, is a guy who will struggle with bigger dudes on him. Like that's not his uh, when you have, you have a guy like a Nicole Jokic, a guy like an Anthony Davis, who's, who's a just 
extremely talented, big, and also huge, like those are the guys that Raymond Green uh, is going to struggle with the most. So, you know, I mean, also, again, you know, are the Warriors, I get they were the defending champs last season, but like oh, that, that clock is ticking uh, in terms of father time on that, on that group as well. Like they've, uh, they've, they've, got pretty up there in age so you know they were i'm not saying trying to discount the lakers run to the western conference finals but i don't think they played a team that really challenged them um in terms of and challenged them from a full out talent the lakers had a couple of great players man like and so the thing is if you have a couple of great players you and you and you know how to play in the playoffs then you can get by with that until you run into a real team and then you can't. Right. And when they ran into oh, a real ran team, into the nuggets. they got swept off the court. Like, like it was not, they were not competitive. I mean, I get, they got four moral victories and all that, but um, it was sure, it, but anytime playoffs, you get man. swept. It's like Jamal Murray's not going to be doing what he did in the playoffs. Yeah. See, like, I don't know that though. Like not, I, I, Jamal Murray's not going to be out here putting up 25 and 10. Probably not, no, but like at the same time, like Jamal Murray, uh, we didn't talk about this in fast break bets, like, and, and it'd be cr- incredibly hard for him to do it, but like, it's, he's got some like crazy, I think it's like plus 6,000 or something, uh, for most improved player, which is not, uh, he would have to be like have an amazing season and score average like 30 points a game or something like that, or average 25 and 10 a game, right? Um, but Jamal Murray looks really really good uh in the in the preseason minutes that he's got yeah. Nicole Jokic looks really good Aaron Gordon looks really good KCP like this team looks ready to roll looks ready to steamroll people again and I don't I just I don't believe in the Lakers enough to be a team that's like really a challenge to them like they nothing the Lakers did this offseason like makes me in any way like concerned uh more concerned than I was last season which was not we, concerned we are at all again Talking about the regular season, and I will remind you that the Nuggets dropped Game One to the Jazz last year. They did, the but that, that's the, the Jazz. But that's the difference there being though is now they're on national TV as the defending champs. Like I actually think the banner and the rings thing works in their favor. Like I think that's going to help those guys get juiced and be ready and be up for this game tonight. And I think though they haven't been talking trash, uh, I think they have heard. All the chatter from the Lakers. Uh, I do think they've heard the Lakers day. BS. That is for sure. Right. And yeah. I think they're like, and, and I think they've all saw the TNT graphic that had opening night with Jason Tatum, who's not even freaking playing instead of any member of their team, instead of Jokic, the, you know, finals MVP and the, the generally consensus, except for ESPN, but generally the consensus best player in the world. Like, I think they saw that. And I think, we saw last year in the playoffs, this team 100% felt disrespected and they went out there and they put it on every single team that they played and they took it all the way to the title. And now they're coming back. They're getting their banner. They're getting their rings. And on game one, they're still being disrespected. I think they're going to, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them. What are you, see what them are you run betting for one. their, for their regular season? You told me you expected them to set the regular season record, right? 58. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, I, Honestly, 62 feels like the optimistic high for me. I'm somewhere. So I think they're going to land somewhere so you between think like game 50 one, and 62. You think game one to game 82, they're going to bring it? That they're that this is just well. I mean, gonna there's going to be, gonna be there is the going to be there is going to be some games. Yes, where they are obviously going to not have it. That's every team. Uh, I mean, the 72-10. 
uh, and 10 Chicago Bulls lost to the Nuggets. Uh, so it right. does it does happen. Um, but yes, I think actually this team is going to mature past what we've seen in previous years of them kind of playing down to their competition, maybe not which they did. And that's the other thing though, too, about like you bring up the Utah game. Everybody thought Utah was going to be terrible last year. They thought that was going to be the worst team in the league bar none. They had just traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert for a bunch of picks. Uh, nobody thought Laurie Markkinen was going to have the resurgence that he did. And the Nuggets definitely played down to that competition and got run out of the building. They're they, they're not playing down to anybody, right? This is the team that they faced in the Western conference finals. Right. And they know it's they the are. Lakers. Yeah. They know now what like what it means to be champions and what it means to like come in night in night out and and bring it to guys. Like I think, and, and you see this a lot, right? Like like look at when the Warriors went seventy three and nine, right? That was the year after they won their first championship. Like these teams, I think it, it's it's part of the maturation process of honestly becoming a dynasty. You have to then the next step for this team to take right now is to bring it every night, whether it's whether it's a Wednesday game in Charlotte or it's opening night against the Lakers or it's, you know, the final game of the season against Memphis. Like they, I believe, well, we are going to take that next step and be a team that pretty much night in, night out is is up to the task of, of bringing their best to you. I would love it. You're hyping me up. I'm hyping you up. We'll That's right. Let's go. Let's go. Um, okay, let's talk about something else that happened this week uh, or over the weekend. I, um, you know, it was it was a a moment passed in my head. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should write a quick newser on this. But then I was like, nah, we'll talk about it on that. We'll talk about it on the pickaxe tomorrow. So um, Zeke Naji, four years, eight million per. So to to clarify for anybody, the the Nuggets had until uh, Monday and until probably for most of you listening today um, to to offer Zeke Naji an extension. He's in the last year of his rookie contract. Uh, The CBA has certain rules surrounding that scenario. Uh, One of them being you have to offer them an extension um, by basically the day before the beginning of the new season, uh, the beginning of the regular season. Uh, And if you don't, then, then you're, you're into, you've now accepted the, uh, all everything that goes with a player playing through their full rookie contract, which is restricted free agency, right? Yeah. So you can you can match somebody's offer and all that kind of stuff. So the Nuggets uh, elected to avoid all of that. They give Zeke four years, thirty-two million, eight million per. Uh, I think some people were probably like a little bit of shock just to see it at first because you were kind of like, like like we talked about, like Zeke hasn't had a consistent role yet with the team so to see a guy get four years i think probably most people like when, at least when i looked at it it was the four years uh that was a little bit more like huh to me then like eight million per for zeke Naji, who's who looks like he's in your rotation like eight million for a guy in your per and for you know for a guy in your rotation like that's uh that's fine uh, particularly one who you know is a young guy who's, who's still got hopefully some ceiling above him but um you know four years tells me like this is a guy who's who's obviously clearly in uh, in the Nuggets plan, uh, if nothing else is, is a guy that they did, were not going to let uh, walk away or let the market uh, decide for them, which if you know he had had a very strong season this year, he's probably going for more than 8 million. Uh, and then, and then do you, can you even 
uh, sign him. So it's it's a little bit of a gamble on the front end for sure. But uh, really, it was it was this or um, you know potentially lose him at the end of the year. If if he works out, like if he works out, then like if you don't sign him, then you, then you're probably losing him at the end of the year. Well, that's the thing. If you wait, right? Like um, we talked about Vando earlier. You know, Jared Vanderbilt got um, four and forty-eight. Right. Um, so yeah, big, you know, a big. That, that's big numbers really for a guy who puts his, up seven and seven. You yeah, know, and he but like, he found his groove like right at the end of his rookie contract. Like that's when he exactly. finally started panning out. He didn't do anything when he was with the Nuggets. Well, it wasn't at the end of his rookie contract, but I know what you mean. Um, yeah, because he right, was a second-year right. player, so yeah, he had a right, contract, right. and then a, yeah, at the end of that last right, yeah. contract, you know, he he definitely had that happened. But for Zeke's purposes, I mean, then this is fine. The Nuggets have him at an affordable trade, so if you needed to match salary with him and Reggie, you could do that to go get a player who's worth twelve or thirteen million dollars. That's very doable now. Well, but that that wouldn't be work until next season, right? He's still on his rookie. He's he, he's uh, on his rookie four and a half, he's and now he's rookie. on a poison pill. He has a, he's poison also pill. a poison pill because of right. the extension. So, like but that would be next year. Which is, Reggie Reggie was not, you know, he he he'll, he'll be a free agent next season, right? So no, Reggie. Reggie but, but I get man. Oh, you signed up for two. Okay, uh, but I get I do get what you're saying too. Like, is um, the Nuggets really had no tradable contracts? Because it's everybody's on their right. rookie contract or they're on a max contract, basically. <laughs> yes, they right? only have they only have Honda Civics and Lamborghinis. They don't have anything exactly. in between. Exactly. So yeah, so Zeke gives you a little bit of um, a little bit of opportunity there. But like like we're saying, it, that that's not an uh, really an option for them to do until uh, until next. Right. Season. No, this this year is when you prove whether or not you want to keep him on that deal. Right. Like right. you sign and, him and he's matchable and that's fine. Um, but the thing is, you, they don't really have a lot of options when it comes to trying to sign guys from outside. Like, we knew that they could only offer Bruce Brown, you know, a few million bucks. They could not offer him anything close to what he got. Right. Like, you know, they got Najee at eight. Well, it's like seven, and, and would, then it goes up to like eight, almost nine at the end of year four. I would tell but, you, if you wanted to be a, a historian, too, go back and listen to every single podcast right at the end of the season last year and listen to them talk about Bruce Brown and the money they thought Bruce Brown was going to get. And nobody was up as high as 20, you know, 21 million uh, a season. Like everybody's like, oh, yeah, Bruce is going right. to get paid. He's probably going to get like 14, 15. So you like it can be quick, pretty shocking. Like teams teams get desperate to make moves. And if Zeke Naji is a very solid guy, like, you know, we say, oh, he might get like 12 instead of eight. Zeke Naji might get up like 17, 18 for all we know, just because like some team might be willing to go there. Well, I mean, like um, the the Wizards signed uh, of DJ uh, to like four and 55, right? Right. And he's, you know, Denny's better than better than Zeke. But Denny's not great. Like Zach Collins got two and 35. Right. You know, exactly. and Zach Collins can barely stay on the court. And that's the same problem that Zeke has, but he got two and 35. So, you know, the Nuggets got, got Zeke for, uh, you know, for four years for less than Zach Collins is getting for two. So I don't have a problem with the deal. I think it's very reasonable. Um, I mean, they have a role for him now, now that Jeff Green's not here. Um, you now have minutes for Zeke. There's literally no one on the team who can take the minutes for him. Right. He's the That's only backup front court player. 
They don't the have another you're guy. Not, you're not trading him this year for sure. Like, yeah, he's he's it. That's that's man. Uh, they are. I mean, they so can get Jack White back if they want, but you know, Jack's not really a four-five guy. So. No, yeah, I mean they're. Um, if for whatever the reason, nuggets are strapped, man. Hurt, like they, yeah, the nuggets are strapped, so they're either doing call-ups, you know, from the G League, or you know, they, it's just they don't have a lot of options if Zeke doesn't work out. So Zeke needs to work out. So right. they paid him, so he doesn't have to stress about getting paid, and hopefully he can just relax and go out there and play. Yeah, and I think that's um, a good point to make about the extension for sure is because it's like if he doesn't work out, you're kind of screwed anyways. So, like, yeah. uh, you you know, you if you ba- you're already banking on him working out, whether you gave him the money or not, you might as well be like, hey, if we're banking, if we if we believe if we believe he's the guy and we believe that he's going to he's going to fit into this role of sort of the backup center uh, on the team, like let's pay him now and let's, let's just move forward with it. Because again, you know, 8 million per, like that's not a hard contract to move. If, if you have to move it, like worst no. case scenario, Zeke gets hurt or something. It doesn't work out. Uh, you, you end up having to probably attach a, you know, second round pick uh, to get somebody to take that contract off your hands. Right. It's, it's not a huge problem. There are teams that have cap space every year that just want to pick for it and they'll take it. So I'm right. not stressed about them. They're not locked into some horrible, horrible deal with Zeke. Um, and the guy has plenty of upside. He's got yeah. quick feet. He's uh, he's a good rebounder. Um, he's got plays multiple positions for defense. You know, uh, I and his, if his shot is finally unbroken, there's a lot to like. Um, right. I still want him to be able to finish near the rim. But, you know, that probably comes with actually playing. Which and he, he has done look, a lot of. I thought in the preseason he did look stronger. Now, like he still got bullied yes. uh, against the the Andre Drummonds and the Ivica Zubatses of the world, but like uh, right, I but that's going to happen, man. Stronger. He's not a right. center. Right, exactly. He's a exactly. four. He's only playing He's the four. five. And if you yeah, most teams in the NBA are playing a guy like Zeke Naji as their backup five, right? Like that's yes. most teams shift to that kind of small ball. Uh, line up when they when they start going with their bench units. The the Bulls are a bit of an anomaly uh, with, uh, with with Drummond off the bench, and as are the Clippers with um, with Plumley off the bench. I know, and then and Najee of course got got beat by Zubats because that was the game none of the starter, starters were playing, uh, and so then you had Zeke Najee as your starting center, and that's yeah. If if you have if if you're playing Zeke Najee as starting center, well obviously you've got major major problems. Uh, yeah, so do not do that in the regular season. Right. So like the, that, um, you know, that, that type of, and as we saw with, with, uh, with, with the Nuggets will probably do a lot is, is they'll probably put DeAndre Jordan if they, you know, for whatever reason, if, if Jokic tweaks an ankle or something, misses a game or two. Um, yeah, yeah. That, they have Jordan for the size. And that's what he's around still for really is if, if you have a guy like Drummond, you're not going to go put Zeke out there on him. You're going to pull DeAndre off the bench right. and be like, just go annoy that guy for five or 10 minutes. Right. Or just don't stop it. Stop him from getting like four offensive rebounds every possession. Yeah. Just grab a rebound. That's all we're asking for <laughs> right. you to do. Like, so put, yeah, and, put and that's fine. DeAndre can do that. That's not a problem. Yep. That's really all you're so, asking him to do. And then, and then catch the yeah. occasional lob right at the basket, you know, which is exactly all you need him to do. And he's, and he's great at it. So, you know, there is, you know, I think Zeke, yeah, they've got some backup there in terms of if they need to bring in some size. For years, it makes you kind of wonder, like, all right, what is it long-term? And, like, what is his ceiling? And I look at it as, like, wonder, like, well, 
obviously the amazing thing for happen for you is like um, if Zeke Naji really starts playing well and you can not sign or have to resign, you know, 30 year old Aaron Gordon to a huge deal. Um, it could potentially let him go uh, and slide Zeke Naji in at that, at that starting power forward spot. You could, I mean, if he's amazing, um, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but the Nuggets have, and it's a, it's a four year deal, but the last is a player option. Right. So it's three plus a player, which is fine. Um, I expect that if Zeke plays really well, he'll be going in three. Like, sure. There, there's no reason for him not to test the market and go get really paid. And the Nuggets will not be really paying anybody at that point. Sure. But that also, yeah, that's the thing is like that, that third year, because it's that this extension doesn't start until next season. Right. So that third year is a year after Aaron Gordon's contract expires. Like I've always felt like with Zeke, like I really have always felt like, like he looked like uh, the potential when they drafted him to be like, okay, this is long-term just like when they drafted Christian Brown, I was like, yep, that's the guy that they're going to probably try to replace KCP with one day. Like, when they drafted Zeke Nagy, I was like, yeah, it could be the guy that like one day they play, they want to replace Aaron Gordon with. And this contract lines up um, for them to do that. So, you know, whether or not it happens, like, you know, obviously Aaron Gordon is a, is a hell of a player and is, is a fits in perfectly in his role with the Nuggets. Zeke has yet to show it uh, anywhere near the way Aaron Gordon has. So like, you know, it could, it could totally not happen, but that honestly that is the best case scenario for the Denver Nuggets is that Zeke Nagy ends up replacing Aaron Gordon uh, in your starting lineup because they will save a significant, even if it's just for that one season, like they will save a significant amount of money um, compared to, you know, like Aaron Gordon is getting paid basically 24 million uh, per at the end of his contract. Like he'll probably, if he's playing the way he's played so far for the Nuggets, like he's going to be due for a raise and can you give it to him when you could be paying Zeke Nagy 8 million a season? That's a, that's a, to me, a gamble uh, worth taking. If that's your, you know, that could be the, the best case scenario working out is, Hey, I can basically save probably somewhere around $20 million uh, by, by placing one of my starters with this guy who I've now got uh, locked up for four years. I love your optimism. Yes. That would be wonderful if that happened. Um, Like I'm saying, it's just best case scenario. Sure. Sure. Let's just say that all I want from Zeke is to be a rotation-capable uh, player who might be able to lock down some playoff minutes. That that would be amazing. Anything more yeah, than that, like replacing Aaron Gordon, is so far beyond my expectations for Zeke right now that I'm not even there. I just want one year where the man can stay healthy, defend, grab rebounds, cut to the basket, and um, hold down you know Aaron Gordon's position while Aaron Gordon is getting some rest. That's it. Yep, 100%. But I, um, you know, you never know. I mean, Aaron Gordon played at Arizona. Zeke Nagy played at Arizona. It's this is this is just the natural, natural way. Of, I see evolution of things. Stars. The student has become the master. I see. That's it. That's it. Uh, all right. We will. Let's get into one last thing before we get out of here, because me and Gordon probably will not talk to each other. I will be back on the Denver Stiff Show uh, tomorrow night uh, with a special guest. Uh, but Gordon, and I will probably will not talk again until next Sunday, but which will be post uh, a Memphis Grizzlies game. And I want to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies because they just had some news come out with Stephen Adams. Uh, out yeah. for the year, sort of, sort of went almost that that Danilo Gallinari uh, route of like yep. trying to do this alternative, 
non-surgery surgery healing process for his his knee that does not work out he is going to get the full surgery he is now out for the season they of course are already staring what was it 25 games without uh jaw moran so essentially almost a third of the season uh with no jaw um desmond bain's gonna have to get really be really really good jaron jackson he is good he's gonna have to be really good really good right um The Nuggets, the Nuggets, well, it's funny, they, they, they play at Memphis. Um, it's their first road game of the season, and then it's also their last road game of the season at Memphis. So we'll get to see two totally different uh, iterations with the Nuggets on the road. Um, do you, I mean, what do you, like, is this a team, I, to me, it's now a team that I look at as like, well, you should clearly beat this team uh, if they're missing those two guys. And I get to Steven Adams as a role player, but like, uh, particularly when when no, the team you're playing has Nicole Jokic, him. yeah, like, yeah, right. That's that is now like the 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 Grizzlies. I think if they have Adams, are a team who could give the Nuggets all kinds of trouble uh, in the playoffs. Now they won't because Adams is out for like I said the whole year. But like if you can yes. put Stephen Adams next to Jaron Jackson and have those as your two bigs, like that's the recipe to beat the Denver Nuggets because you just put Stephen Adams on on Jokic on defense and let him just like beat the hell out of Jokic and then have Jaron Jackson roaming behind him. Like, right. Imagine if, if the Lakers, instead of like, be like making the Rui Hachimura adjustment, we're able to just be like, Oh, we'll, we'll just put Steven Adams on, on Jokic. And then we'll let a, uh, Anthony Davis, uh, roam around and, and kind of be the help, exactly. uh, help defender like that. That's the recipe to beat the Nuggets without Steven Adams. That's, that's a huge, uh, a huge loss for them in terms of their, uh, you know, in terms of the the context of playing against the Denver Nuggets. So I think, you know, even though it's a road game, it's your first road game of the season, uh, you're going to be sleepy from all the eating, all the, the delicious barbecue. Um, I would expect the Nuggets to uh, to beat Memphis uh, there at the end of this week uh, and start out the season 2-0. I know you think they're going to be, so you would expect then uh, either, do you think the Nuggets are going to get that victory at Gordon or are they going to start out the season 0-2? Oh yeah, no, I, th- I think I think they take Memphis. That's, I don't think that, I don't think Memphis matches up really well with them. Um, I I mean, I like Brandon Clark. That's, that's not a thing. Um, you know, I think the addition of Marcus Smart is okay, especially without um, jaw like that at least gives right. them a it, it gives them more of the grit and grind grizzlies but they don't have steven adams anymore so right like you know you they, they're just missing the pieces they don't have all the pieces to compete with the nuggets not at this point so yeah i would expect the nuggets to, to take that memphis game are the grizzlies like are they almost like does it I, to me it almost feels like they might be playing playing tournament bound just because of like I don't these first 25 games I, I if they if they come out out of them with 13 wins you know essentially above 500 I would be I would be pretty surprised. Well, you remember how it was with Jaw without Jaw last year they played just fine. It's true. Like when he was gone for those eight games or whatever he you know uh, they they didn't miss a beat. So in some senses no I I don't think that they are doomed to like be a a nine or a ten seed without Jaw. Um, I do think that there's going to be adjustments because the way they play with jaw is going to be very different than the way they play without him. Right. Um, well, and that's the thing though, too, so, is like, you know, like last, last season when they played without jaw, it was like a, a mid mid season thing. Everybody kind of was adjusting. Like we're going to get 25 games worth of this is the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant. And like, I don't know that I, 
I don't know that you, it's not too difficult to, to game plan defensively for that team. You know, if you if you're going into expecting it, you know, from from the get go. Well, and that's the thing, right? How good can you know Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, um, Jaron Jackson, you know, Marcus Smart? Like that's still a nice lineup. Like you yeah, know, but, but who's the scorer on that team? Like who's the guy who's who's getting you 25 a night on that team? Right. No, I hear you. Uh, and like you said, it would have to be somebody like Desmond Bain taking a leap because I don't think Luke Kennard is going to do it. <laughs> no, maybe not. You know, I wonder what the, I wonder what Desmond Bain is for uh, most improved player that might not be. Up. Oh, yeah, he may look great this year. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I love Bain. I wanted to draft him. So like I like Desmond I, Bain. Too. I, I think he's a good. He's a he's a good player. Uh, but I don't I don't think they have enough to take the Nuggets. So, yeah, I, if you're asking me for a prediction, I think they go one and one before we talk again. One in one, but well, I think they have a game on Saturday too, right? Do they? I don't know. Or, uh, You're the one who just comes up with these, like, you know, <laughs> rundowns. That's your job. That's not my job. I said, well, that's that's uh, it was uh, what I'm saying is I did look at it um, Sunday. So well, <laughs> they do. Yeah, they, they play we Sunday. Will, I think they play Sunday. Sunday during the day. It's a, a matinee game. The, the Broncos. Must the day be, game. What the hell? Yeah, you know, say so the Broncos must be in. We, you Broncos must be playing the Chiefs and subjecting us to Broncos are in hell. It doesn't terrible, matter. Broncos are. Terrible primetime Broncos game. But uh, yeah, 1.30 p.m. Um, against the OKC Thunder, which will be an interesting. That'll be so that'll be a fun podcast. We'll get to uh, that'll be a fun react game. right to that that uh, game against OKC in OKC. That's a uh, that's a high quality team. Uh, I think. No, yeah, is, that's for me. Circle that game. That's going to be fun to see. I think that's your biggest competition in your division this year, for sure. I want Jokic, uh, like, rolling over Chet's going to be adorable. <laughs> Poor Chet. Poor Chet. All right, well, we will go ahead and wrap it up on the show then for this week right there. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at GMoneyNugs. Also follow the uh, at Denver Stiffs Twitter account and at Mile High Sports. Um, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you could subscribe and leave a rating wherever you are getting our podcast, that also helps us quite a bit. So we appreciate that as well. And Mr. Gross, fantastic uh, conversation as always. And uh, can't wait to talk to you again next week. Yeah. And hopefully we have the week you think we're going to have. That'll be awesome. That's it. Two, well, I'll give us two and one. I think we'll, I think we lose that game, uh, that Sunday day game in Oklahoma City. All right, everybody, we will oh, talk what? to you. Wait, wait, wait. You got any party comments there about the Oklahoma City? Uh, I'll also take two and one, but I think they're winning in OKC. Okay. All right. Well, then here we go. We'll, we'll, we're fixing to find out. We'll talk about it next week. This is OKC.